Okay. We are. We are. We, we are. are. We are live. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's uh it's a good thing. It's a good thing to be live. It's a good thing to be alive because uh being alive these days give you uh a very unique opportunity as we will find out today, which is what we're doing every week here in the great transition welcome to the great transition everybody hi If, everyone yeah hey seth hey chris uh asaf here um and um look everybody if this is um if this is your first time on the great transition if you're watching the recording of this podcast for the first time uh then let us tell you a little bit about what's going on here uh, we are looking at this very unique, precarious, and unprecedented time in human development, in human history, called the 21st century. And we're looking at it from the perspective of the wisdom of Kabbalah. This authentic, ancient wisdom is, um, is very unique in how it looks at humanity's development and specifically what's going on in our time. And, um, and if you feel that, that there's something really weird happening, then Kabbalah says, you're right. We're going through a turning point in human evolution. Let me maybe um, try to put into context what we're going through from a Kabbalistic perspective. And again, then we'll go into what's happening in the world from that perspective, all right? So, well, see, all of our, all of our lives, all of human history, everything that we think happened everything that we feel is happening now from 13.8 billion years ago since the big bang uh and the, with the dinosaurs in between and and blah blah yada 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 human development all of that stuff is happening within human consciousness life is a journey of our consciousness all of human history is a journey of human consciousness now we believe there is a material world outside of us the truth of the matter is and this is something that no one can prove or disprove otherwise no one can really say that there is a material world out there outside of us because whatever we perceive is always through our senses, through our perception, through our consciousness. And that's only the starting point from the perspective of Kabbalah. Everything in reality around us, from those dinosaurs millions of years ago to the, all the planets and the stars and billions of, of planets and galaxies, The whole cosmos, those huge celestial bodies, or those microscopic, um, you know, biological creatures that exist maybe in the farthest realms of underwater um, marine life, you know, uh, that we're not even aware of yet with our five senses. But we can imagine all of that around us. All of that is us. We're exploring ourselves. The human being is um, exploring. 
the human beings are exploring their own it's, consciousness. It's poetically us or it's literally us? No, no, it's literally our consciousness. The material world is a product of our consciousness and more specifically our collective consciousness. See, what Kabbalists found is that human beings are shattered bits and pieces of a single collective consciousness. Now, we think because we are shattered bits of consciousness, we each perceive our own experience of the world, our own experience of me and my surrounding, me and my environment, me and the world, me and the cosmos. But where do you perceive and feel and experience all of that? Within your consciousness. And if we look at each other from that perspective, if we begin to look at each other as shattered bits and pieces of the same single consciousness that was shattered somehow, then we can begin to go on a very interesting journey where we can begin to remind each other that we're a single consciousness, where we can begin to remind each other that we are shattered bits of the same collective consciousness. And that means we can break through the illusion of separateness, the illusion of being separated pieces. And if we manage to remind ourselves how to do it, how to actually see each other as one consciousness, as one thing, as one being, then we can rise to a whole new perception of reality. Our time is the time in our evolution, the evolution of human consciousness, where we're beginning to move in this direction. And so the great transition is this time where in the 21st century, we're beginning to see that around us, the world, it's becoming very weird, very strange. We're becoming super hyper connected to each other through everything that happens. We're beginning to experience global challenges and troubles and problems or viruses that remind us, that show us, that demonstrate to us that we're all one interconnected being, a collective consciousness going through something. And the value of all the events in the world, from the, your social life, your personal life, to the big global issues that we see that are sometimes very scary, the value of these events is that they develop our consciousness. That's what we're coming to discover in the 21st century i'll stop here hold on hold on there's a but, few things there's yeah. a few things so okay. everything outside of me is is my consciousness and the value of all of the things that i'm perceiving is that it it helps develop me in the right way just want to lay out yes sure I hear you correct. Okay. exactly the there's evolutionary value in everything that's happening but the events themselves it's very controversial to say that I understand because some events leave us very hurt, hurtful or, or, you know, tragic. There are tragic things that are happening to, you know, to so many people every day. But the true evolutionary value of them, of everything that happens, is beyond 
this temporary transient material experience that we have. The value is the evolution of consciousness. So they're as if tragic, like, because I don't, because I'm not, because I'm relating it to this personal perception that I have? Well, you know, um, anything that happens to you in this material world might feel bad from, you know, just uh, hurting your, your stomping your, your, your feet or something like that, or, you know, uh, to someone losing, a, losing someone close to you. That's just a matter of degree. You're, but we're going through things, good and bad. The value of them from a spiritual perspective, from a Kabbalistic perspective, is that they develop our consciousness. That's why each and everything is happening on personal, social, and global scales. That's what we want to explore also. Where is this going? Where are we developing when uh, <clears throat> when you have one when if you close one eye, then you're not seeing in t- in three dimensions. But when you open right. uh, your other eye, so now you have two things looking at the same object. Mm-hmm. Right, the object itself doesn't change, but because you have two perspectives on it, now all of a sudden you get an extra dimension. And when you yeah. said we're all one, uh, the way that you explained it, I started to feel like I got some sensation that, for example, I'm one eye. If I can connect with another person somehow, and together we perceive reality, so then we can perceive reality and, like through another dimension. If we add yes. another person in, and if we can finally connect everyone together and perceive reality, in that the reality we'll perceive will be the true reality. And by myself, yes. yeah, wow, it's beautiful. And, and the coolest thing, th- this is what the wisdom of Kabbalah is all about. The wisdom of Kabbalah, and that's why Kabbalists always studied in groups. That's why Kabbalah is a group practice, because it's 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 the method that comes from people who realized that they're shattered pieces of the same perception of the same consciousness. And if we begin to remind each other that to awaken that these connections of consciousness. So, so what I may us, be seeing is I may be seeing is completely yeah. true, but it's only one piece of the it's true completely in a shattered perception you can't you know you can't just you can't say it's not true yeah yeah you can't say it's not true because you know if i put you in a a virtual reality with those vr goggles and everything and you live there for a while and you forget that you're actually connected to it what you're going through there is very real for you. Bala Salam has an article. He says that a guy, you probably remember better than me, he says someone is on an island. Some, oh, yeah. And, and Say, he's, tell and that, he, yeah. He's on an island for many, many years, and he thinks that that's all life, you know, like you're in VR for, right. you know, a couple of days, and, and you think and, that's all life, and you forget. And th- he's explaining that our connected yes. perception is the true perception. And that's exactly what's happening right now. We are... Uh, all of humanity, we have, quote unquote, forgotten who we are and what we are. We think that we live in this world that is outside of us. We think some of it doesn't, we think it doesn't belong to us, right? Like things that are happening, they're happening. If they're very close to my body, then they're close to me. If they affect my immediate interests, then they're close to me. But if they're far away in miles or interests, 
then I think they don't belong to me. But if it's, they're in my consciousness, they're in my awareness, they're in my perceptions, they're a part of me. That's what's really happening. We're gradually discovering, you are discovering, you being anyone who's listening to us right now, you're discovering that you are the created being. You are all of reality. You are all of humanity. You are the still and the vegetative and the animate. They're all layers and shapes and degrees of your own consciousness spilled out in front of you. Asaf, this is a problem yeah. though. Uh, people run into this problem a lot and you can see how mm -hmm. methods develop and systems develop and tons of confusion develops because mm -hmm. If I feel that I'm responsible for everything, right, I may become like a vegan Nazi. You know what I mean? Like, don't hurt anything. Don't kill anything. Don't step on it, you know. Or mm. I may become, uh, you know, what a vegan Nazi is like somebody who just like is like super. Well, you can take anything about... to, to the extreme. Yeah. Sure. Or, mm. or, or um you know, I'm responsible for the whole world. And so, well, anyway, that's a huge responsibility. So then. I need to know where to begin because, okay, fine. I start to understand that I am connected, right? It, somewhere inside of me, it really resonates with what you're saying. And I, I really get that. Mm -hmm. But okay, so now I'm connected to all of reality and not only all of the other humans and all of the other suffering and experiences that all of the humans are going through, but you also mentioned all the animal level, all the, the, the vegetable level and all the inanimate level, all the stars, mm -hmm. all the planets. So if I'm, First right. of all, how do I even comprehend that? But second of all, I feel something that seems like it's probably right and it's real and I've heard it throughout my life that we're connected to things. But then where do I begin to access the system? Because that's very overwhelming. Yeah. And very confusing. And you can waste mm -hmm. dozens of years uh, circling around and not really affecting the system. You know, yeah. planting a lot of trees and not really saving the system. Becoming a vegetarian and not really correcting the whole well, it, kind, it kind of it kind of accesses you it, it approaches you you don't know how to approach it you're kind of this a, a side effect you're kind of already the result so whenever if you're already a result of something then you know we always say that if from this world you can't you can't affect the upper world you can't affect the world of of cause so we're, we're as if trying to make some kind of action from this level we're trying to do some kind of movement on this level to cut to make mm -hmm. some influential change for the good but we're seeing that none of those things are actually working so it's almost like we have no change and so it approaches and us especially this especially is, with the this wars is the go ahead yeah yeah the wars the famines the the climate troubles the the virus the, the virus this is this is what is so fascinating about this kabbalistic approach that if you really take it in that we are pieces of the same consciousness then all we need to do is rise to a new level of perception, to that connected perception. That's what's missing in our world. And our world will always be this shattered material perception. So we, all the problems that we have here, we cannot fix them directly. We can only cope with them on a material level. We can never fix the root of them because the root of them is that we see 
ourselves as separate from each other and separate from the planet and separate from the animals and separate from the cosmos. We see this shattered perception and that prevents us from taking care of all of reality as a part of us. It's almost like if, uh, if uh, imagine like uh, I win the Super Bowl and they're holding me up high and I know like I'm going to get a huge uh, bonus check and I'm going to be in commercials and that's me up here. And that's like my total experience. But if you like zoom in right inside my colon, it's producing like Mm -hmm. crap and like inside my uh, cells, something else is going on. And there's probably like bacteria in like in my cheek. And if you zoom in, there's all kinds of like gross and different processes. But if you zoom out to this max level, it's just like euphoria and everyone's cheering. And then you zoom back in and it's like the mm. production of my next poop. And you zoom back out and I'm on TV in front of millions <laughs> of people, right? And it's all that same story like all, that, all of dif- that things inside different are levels changed. of different levels Level. of experience of the same reality that's 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 what's happening we are right now we are experiencing reality through a very limited program this program of perception hu- human consciousness we refer to it as shattered we can also refer to it as being limited reduced and and really uh confined by a a very narrow program. That is how human consciousness is currently shaped. That program is, we can call it the ego. We live within this program called the ego. What is the ego? It is a limited program of perception. That's, that's what we experience. Everything we go through and experience is within that limited perception. The only thing we need to work on to change is that expansion of the program to perceive a broader operation in front of us. The, that Because we are in this limited program, we think about it. Your whole experience of the world, everything that is around you, you center it onto yourself. Everything around you is revolving around a very specific interest, called your self-interest. And that creates a shattered reality because each of those bits of consciousness is now bubbled in that limited program. And that's the world we live in. That's the the reality that we're in. I think maybe let's... um, Maybe let's uh, segue here into something. I used to uh, maybe, maybe we'll 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 hover around this this perception for a while. That, that reminded me of a it reminded me of something. I remember when I was a uh, when I was a kid. I can't remember exactly what they looked like, but I remember I had this black folder and it was full of uh, of like these these cards with animals on them uh, right. with from from National Geographic. And I would kind of collect them. I, I think there was also something similar. You go to a doctor's office and you can read. You know, there was like stuff for adults and stuff for kids too. You know, I guess depending on what kind of doctor's office you went to. And I remember I, I started collecting them. And, you know, you had like the, you know, the, there's a popular ones like the blue-footed booby or whatever. You know, these birds that are extinct or are endangered and all kinds of animals that are endangered. And it mm-hmm. and it's almost – and now I look back on it and I see that it was, you know, a way of like, you know – 
somehow that's important to us. Somehow it's important for humans to know what animals are going to go see. I don't know. It's like this. In, it's, it's it's an instinctive tendency to not to not want these animals to die. You know, we we, we should right. save them. Why do we? Why would we let yeah, them die? Yeah, it seems like it's it's it, like it's hurtful. You know, ah, oh, the booby. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was the, it's the best one because it was like, you know, as a kid, you're like, the booby, the blue footed booby. So, you know, you're always well, talking about that. The, the, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at what the Kabbalists write to us. And if you take that into account, then it's forget species. You're going to feel the air, the sun, the ground you're walking on. You're going to feel that as precious and important to you. But in order to get there, we have to start from the other bits of consciousness, those conscious pieces, that's where we have to start. We have to start with bringing together those shattered bits of consciousness. And if you do that, even with just a few people, that's the wisdom of Kabbalah. You create a mini model with a few people around you who are committed to reminding each other that we are not living in a material world. We are pieces of a shattered consciousness oh, and, i can't i can't yeah. stop thinking about this this is what i'm thinking about all the time the material and, world no no this oh. reality of i'm sucked into the material world all the time but i can't stop thinking about where is our solution how do we reach our solution how can we do it better uh but i was at the dentist this week and my dentist mm. was talking to me about jeopardy you know what jeopardy is it's a t like a like the the TV show, game yeah, show, it's a TV game, show. game show, where they yeah. ask questions. Okay. And then I was in a work meeting this morning, and people were talking about Jeopardy, and it's I guess somebody's winning a lot of money or whatever, um, or some of the greatest winner ever. But the how it's it's like what the world is like. We're about to enter into a war the virus, there's so many problems and people are spending their evenings watching Jeopardy. Now, I understand there's definitely time to just, I need downtime, I'm just gonna veg out and watch something. But I didn't get the feeling that this was just like, I'm gonna veg out and watch something. I got the feeling like, why are people so focused on something that has absolutely no meaning when the entire world is burning? That's, Wait, the, you could that's argue. why it's so it's so paradoxical. The juxtaposition. Yeah, I like when to you on the juxta couch too, Yeah, it's okay to, to rest, you know, to, to have some fun. But when you juxtapose what we're focused on versus what's coming towards us, don't look up. <laughs> <laughs> A very yeah. timely film. Yeah, we didn't talk about that yet, but that's a, we that didn't. a good one. We've mentioned yeah. it a couple of times, but we haven't really focused on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they relevant. did a good job there. They did a good job. Um, yeah. Look, our title says mass extinction. Do we do we do we want to go there? So listen, so so listen, so maybe start thinking. So there's that blue footed booby, right? And we and and it's like there. Well, first of all, you said we have to remind one another. And Seth is saying, I'm always thinking about it, but then he's always getting pulled back into the material world. So we, if you if you really do think about it, then there you you can you can you can you can touch this place somewhere within you that you feel this battle happening. Maybe you don't really feel it as a. It depends on how important each side is to you, but maybe you don't feel it as a battle so much. But you do feel that you're you do feel this thing that draws you into the values of the world 
And then another thing that kind of draws you into this self-introspection uh, kind of feeling where Seth gave that great example of all the stuff that's happening in his mouth and in his gut, and at the same time there's a whole other reality happening. So you do feel yourself being really drawn and pulled into different things. And if we, if we I guess the question was, how do we as as humanity start reminding and constantly have these reminders and thinking about only that and think it really does depend on us and i want to uh <laughs> that kind of ties into uh what what's what was advertised recently as of late um about this mass extinction because it's like on one hand you have uh, first of all what is it mass extinction mass extinction apparently is when uh when you when you have large numbers of species die in a relatively short period of time so there's something like that that's occurring right now and you and on one hand you're like pulled into not really caring about it and on the other hand you you think about it and you feel like you should care about it so it really just depends on how, how much importance you have and apparently that the importance depends on society so right now, there's a group of scientists that feel that this is a very important thing to 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 uh, to to update or to uh, you know to give give this news to the to the world, and they're saying that uh, okay, so there's this IUCN. Oh, I should show you, I should show you what it looks like. It, oh yeah, we're not seeing your screen if you're showing. Yeah, screen. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you right now. It's the I, I, IUCN. Let's uh, let's just go back to to this. Um, why isn't that showing? I don't have an answer for that. Don't know. What are, what are you showing? <laughs> we're showing. We're okay. Okay. Now we're seeing something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is the uh, this is the IUCN red list. Okay. Red list. You know, oh, the scary. threatened threatened species. Yeah. So this is just you know you can come here and you can see more than forty thousand species are threatened with extinction. Okay, I was talking about these you know natural geographic cards. You have maybe like a hundred of them in your thing, and some of them are already dead a long time ago. But here it's talking about forty one percent of amphibians, twenty six percent of animals, uh, mammals. Sorry, thirty. You know. Okay, so it's including plants and it's including you know different types of uh, animal species, but saying more than forty thousand are threatened with extinction. And there was a recent, um, there was a recent, uh, uh, um, I, I, I guess, I guess a bunch of, I guess, I guess a bunch of uh, researchers got together and said, no, no, that's not accurate because there's, you're not including um, invertebrates. And if you look at invertebrates, then the, then the picture actually gets a lot worse, which is why they're saying there's an extinction level event. In our time, because we're seeing in the previous five extinctions, oh, you know, from 440 million years ago to about 65 million years ago, there was five. And now, since about 11,000 years ago, when we started agriculture, uh, we've seen a decrease in biodiversity. So what's happening, so they're looking at these invertebrates and they're saying, okay, there's actually a big problem here because you have invertebrates that are just being just completely, it's collapsing in the oceans, on land. And they're saying that's not really being included. So there's, it's almost like they're kind of hiding that information. It's not being pub. This is the IUCN is you know is kind of like the face of how our how is our biodiversity as of now. I mean they're not really saying anything about it. And other scientists got together and said, hey, this is happening, and that's why you're saying a new mass level extinction is is happening. So that's kind of where we are right now. So it's almost like you know this has been happening for a long time, but now we're saying now we're actually gathering the numbers and saying it's a lot worse than it is. 
And so that's bad. Uh, but, you know, most of, uh, on almost every block in Manhattan, I see uh, retail vacancies. But residential, it's like full capacity. So I don't understand exactly how it's working or what's going on, but there's this artificial or some kind of other, like that Jeopardy thing, right? Like everything is burning, but we just keep this other uh, perception going. The city, New York, like there's the crime is increasing. The restaurants are, are leaving. Retail is closing people keep coming to the greatest city in the world like what is what is that yeah. what is what is happening there and and what is the thing that um what is it when we look at all these billionaires that simultaneously sent rockets up to to space for example while all of this crap is is happening on the world and in the world and how is it that people aren't why aren't more people talking about it? I know there's websites you can go. There's different places where people are talking about these things, but why isn't it in the um, in the mass consciousness? Why don't we care? Why don't we care? <laughs> why? That, that's don't that's we what care? I'm wondering. Why First of all, we, we should care? we should that's... recognize that we don't care. I mean, we should. That's something you could definitely feel in yourself. You even mentioned it a couple of times. Both of you mentioned it. It's, it's like, meh. Well, okay. Let's, let's but make my a discernment, though. Hold on, hold on. Let's make a discernment. Maybe people do care somewhere inside but you know when i was little there was uh, you guys know what ice hockey is Are you guys from the middle east and stuff ice what, hockey what is it ice, ice, ah, ice hockey. i could never follow the puck yeah. on yeah, on sure. tv I mean, okay i could never get definitely to it. not a not a big thing here or barely existent here in, in the Israel, middle east okay but, so uh, but it's cool it so we had cool. like <laughs> we had soccer and and baseball and then you know regular things you could play in the yard when i was a kid but we didn't i didn't live in an area where people played ice hockey. And when I found out that it was like a possible thing when I got to high school or whatever, I was blown. I was like, oh, people can actually do that. It's a totally stupid example. But the point is like, you and I wanted to play and I learned to play and I went and played the dumb example. But the point is that even if you like want something, there's, so, there's some thing in our consciousness. Maybe it's that thing if we just have one eye open, maybe because we're not connected with each other, we can, oh, Maybe because we're not connected with each other, we don't even know. Like, I have a spark that I feel something's wrong, right? But then, yeah. like, a fart comes and blows the spark out. You know, then again, another spark comes up in me and says, something's wrong. You know, we, we need to change something in life. And then Jeopardy comes on and I forget about it. And then a spark. Yeah. So we need a few sparks that kind of come together to make a flame. You know, you, you can't. You can't yeah. set a, you can't make a bonfire from probably just one tiny spark but if there was a couple sparks and it hits in the right spot that's all you need then you can have a huge fire a spark is momentary yeah this is a very this is a very um interesting this is a very fascinating thing that's happening now in human consciousness again if you go back to the perspective that everything that's happening is the evolution of human consciousness it is a very fascinating perspective through which to look at what's happening in the world right because we are gradually seeing the program that shapes our perception is showing us that 
everything is collapsing around us, and yet we become very aware of the fact that we're indifferent to it. You know, th- this this movie we 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 thought about the uh, we just uh, don't look up. Uh, mentioned don't look up. Yeah, they they got it right. They got that point really good. Really, you know, they they really got it across that the the. You know how there were there was a funny. What was a joke? There was a joke in there, and that what that the president yeah. said. What was? It? Do you remember? Right. But there could they, be yeah, good minerals go, on go, there. They go like something. there's this asteroid. This, essentially, you have the scientists who are saying like, oh, there's this comet. Comet. Comet is going down. It's going to eradicate planet Earth. It's going to to go into humanity. And the and the president goes like uh, something something like, okay, the optics of that is not so great in terms of my <laughs> constituency. You know, so, something like that. And that's yeah. so, and that's really what is happening. There's a virus right now that is spreading through humanity, through the human family, taking casualties and so on. What's our attitude to it? So the 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 growing dissonance that we're seeing is that the 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 conscious the program that we're in ties us together. We're beginning to discover it through what what appears to us as the external material world. It begins to be more and more binding us together. And yet our individual perceptions are, if it doesn't touch my immediate interests, that's how much I care about it. Whether I'm a leader, whether I'm a corporate uh, business leader, whether whether I'm just an ordinary person. Sure, I don't want anyone to suffer, but that's just because- It's very interesting. It's, It's very interesting that we can't come up with a solution unless we become connected. Like there's there's no so like every endeavor of humanity is just on the backs of another group. Every endeavor of humanity is just a rape of Mother Earth. Mm. Every endeavor of humanity is just yeah. in exploiting another group or one other some, some you know. You're, suppose- and you're getting to a point where you can't do anything good without doing a lot of bad with it. Suppose you know, I you, want to eat all organic and I want to have right. uh, um, coconuts from Thailand. Yeah, you're getting your baby coconuts from Thailand. They're coming on a ship across mm-hmm. the ocean and then in a truck. There, there's nothing we can do unless you say, I'm going to only eat out of my backyard and fine, you can be a, you know, you can be a, a, a an animal again and just live and, and, go back to uh, the ancient history and you can so you know pick the cotton out of your backyard and 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 weave your own clothes but that's not where humanity is going nature's forcing us out 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 wider 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 and i think what we're we're arriving at here is that we won't be able to solve anything as long as we're separated and everything that's happening is in order to for us to break out of the illusion of separation that's the crazy thing the the all the troubles in our world all the problems we see around us this sixth mass extinction that scientists are are talking about by the again, way when is it coming the, again it's coming it's a gradual i don't know, I don't know. it's a gradual, it's a gradual process it's, we're, we're, it's been we're happening for, for a long we, we have a couple years anyway it, it, 
isn't this isn't this ah there's all kinds of i mean there's all kinds of parameters to look at it they, they say like maybe you have like five years for the amazon you have like there, there's all kinds of major centers of life life support systems that are in decline that are coming to a point where uh, there's like a point of no return like the biodiversity thing that chris just showed that's a huge thing right like like it's not just that you lose this species or that species no. you're losing the, the the biodiversity of uh, of life which essentially allows the the conditions that we enjoy in order to, to for our bodies the biodiversity to the the yeah. the greater the biodiversity that there is when you know whenever you, the more life sustaining elements you have on life so once that biodiversity begins to decrease you also see like a population decrease as well it's there's kind of a direct uh, link so we're looking you know basically i guess because no things can't sustain itself you know the animals the plants can't sustain themselves also that affects the the, the rest of the pyramid it's right. not looking good not looking good yeah but i want to go um, back to i want to go back to that yeah, where ahead. you're where you're saying um where we're starting to notice that this is our attitude. I think that's kind of important because we also kind of jumped right now to like connection between people. But I think that there's something in between where there's this kind of understanding feeling like, oh, this is my attitude and that is not right. Or I don't know, you're not saying right or wrong, but you're saying it doesn't feel right that it's my, my attitude is to a little, sure. is to ignore this. Yeah, go ahead, Seth. I don't know that uh, that we're saying it's not right. I think what what's happening mm. is is people are becoming um, uh, empty and and hopeless. I don't think it's it's right away. You know, the way I'm well, maybe it is that. You know, the way I'm living is not right. I need to make a change. It doesn't feel right. Not that you're like saying wrong or right. Just it doesn't sit right like that. But there is a huge, huge value to feeling hopeless there you know you have so many kids now who are given uh hyperactive drugs and different kind of drugs to calm them down basically you take mm. a child who's born in 2015 okay He's seven years old now something like that right you put him in a classroom my, my daughter my daughter's age exactly yeah okay mm -hmm. put the child in a, this child is a modern child feeling everything put them in a classroom yeah and make them sit at a desk for seven hours eight hours a day <laughs> right. and hand them a piece of paper <laughs> and tell them to fill out things on the paper and you when know, they start talking to their friends when you just when you just explain this reality slowly <laughs> and you really spell out what's happening it just makes you uh, recognize how ridiculous this is she starts talking just to by, her friends by, oh man. starts talking to her friends and she gets in trouble and what is her oh, trouble boy. she has to stay after school and sit mm -hmm. in the chair alone and when a child starts feeling this is not you know they have no words for mm -hmm. this when the child starts banging off the walls and can't sit still in the class they drug them Mm -hmm. They call on the parents yeah. to talk about the, ch yeah, it's, it's insanity making. It, I, I would say the results, the results of our limited perception are negative, are problematic. We are ruining the, the, we are continuously ruining the world, the planet, nature, our youth, our psyches. But I can't say 
that the ego or the egoistic programming that we have is good or bad. It's just initial. It's just juvenile. It's just an earlier phase of human evolution. That's what we know for the past 200,000 years. That's how we are familiar with what it means to be human. But what is happening in our time is that we're gradually being pushed to recognize that there is a different mode of consciousness. There is a broader and deeper um, uh, phase of, of, of human consciousness. And we can begin to experience it there are some unique individuals who've been experiencing it for the last 5,782 uh, years called Kabbalists. And they're seeing that our time is a time when we can collectively begin to break through the illusion of, of separation. The, it's a very... It's a very um, um, movie-like situation that we're in. Think about it. We live in this material world, which is a program of our consciousness, and we identify each other as different pieces. So I see you outside of me, you see me outside of you, but we can get together on this level, on this material level. And if we get together these shattered bits of consciousness, if we get together in this material world, and we begin to remind ourselves that we're and inspire each other's desire to feel that we're actually one, we begin to float above this material world. And while we stay in it with our bodies, our consciousness rises to a connected perception. But that's From the thing. That... Not... Yeah. Mm, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's, but that's, that's what bothers me a lot. It bothers me in the fact that I, I feel it on myself and I feel it on others that, that I don't, I don't, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me that i feel that i rely on being inspired by others mm. that feels like it's like not a it's kind of like seems like a thing that was just kind of made up like you know where's the where's the evidence for that where's the how why don't i feel that so deep inside of me that i rely on others it's almost like the it really is like the last thing that i think about as a as an option wait, to get wait, out wait, of the state wait 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 a second wait a second in everything, in every little thought that you have in your mind right now, including the clothes you wear and the, 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 the way you shape your beard and the way you talk and the way you walk, you are chained by iron shekels to the society, to the network, to the human network. It shapes and engineers every thought in your brain and everything that you do and every thought and every feeling that you feel. There are decades of uh, multiple fields of, of science that are showing just how we are connected on a, the level of social psychology, on the level of our neuro, neuroscience, our, our, through mirror neurons and the like, on the level of, of uh, touch, when we touch each other, it, it excites our, our body in all kinds of neuropeptides and, and, and uh, transmit, neurotransmitters in your brain are activated. When you see other people doing what they do, when you talk to other people, you are constantly living in a network 
But this is exact what you're expressing is exactly the dissonance between the actual network where you are in a network of of the human network that shapes everything you do think and feel versus your perception of it your perception is it this this right here i'm just i'm here you know this, I'm, I'm separate yeah this yeah. actually answers a huge question and people are going to hear it now and it's probably not going to sink in but this is so fundamental and so critical that we're looking at the world and it's we're nervous we're scared mm. we're depressed we're uncertain and there's a group of people there are some people among us who want to do something okay the the main thing the first thing to do is to understand is to start to learn and understand who are we what is the system that we're actually in and what are the forces working on us because it's like being a football player hmm. and constantly trying to throw the ball into a basket you can be the best one at throwing the ball into the basket it doesn't matter you don't get any points you're playing football and so like what chris said here is like it doesn't feel to me that i am reliant on what other people think and what and, other people do and he's right and he's right that's how we feel that's, that's how, we, how feel. we feel but we don't need to run out today and go and plant any trees or do anything right now the first thing we need to do is understand who we are and what the system is and why because this system has been operating for beyond time the yeah. system is not just 14 billion years old we're in an endless system of fulfillment we don't feel it because we don't understand what's happening and why don't we understand what's happening that's what this wisdom of Kabbalah comes to tell us yeah. is in order that we can come to it and attain it consciously. That's yes. why we don't. The, the reason we live in a shattered perception is in order for us to put it together consciously of our own accord. Here's the thing. Why aren't we perfectly connected to each other to begin with and just feel as one with the world with the fish with the the rocks with the minerals with the planets with all of the animals and with with everything why don't we feel just one it's a very simple concept that we that we encounter in everyday life but we don't understand that it also governs our very existence and that is that without friction there is no consciousness. There is no existence. Without friction, there is no feeling. There is no sensation. So if we were one with the program to begin with, that, that's, that was the initial state of reality Kabbalists discover. We are initially one, uh, uh, one created being that was completely immersed in the program we call that program in kabbalah light it was immersed in a program kabbalists call it like a candle uh like a candle that is that is immersed and 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 disappears in the in a bigger torch let right? me uh, read the first few lines of yeah. um the artist oh, go ahead, tree go of ahead. Life. i, I didn't says, notice you were you were grabbing a book go ahead he says uh, behold that before the emanations were emanated and the creatures mm. were created so 
by the way, emanations and creatures. He's talking about different worlds. So as different as the levels of concealments, to... yeah, right. levels okay. of of concealment over the the perception of the created being. Yeah. So behold, that before the emanations were emanated and the creatures were created, the upper simple light had filled the whole of existence. There was no vacancy, no empty air, no hollow, but all was filled with that simple and boundless light. There was no mm. head, no tail. Everything was one simple light balanced evenly and equally. It was called the light of Ein Sof. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, amazing. So you, you can't you can't be absorbed in the endless light and be like, oh yeah, and also like I want that like nice brown sweater and <laughs> you know, like give me coffee with like a or, or hot water with lemon and a, and a little honey. Like there is none of that. You're there's no there's no up and down. There's no, like there is no friction. Everything is there's no friction. That's it. Yes. Everything that's it. is perfectly in balance in one simple light. If you're in a womb and the womb is taking care of you and it's enveloping you and it's growing you, but you have no consciousness, then you don't feel the womb and you don't feel yourself. So the That's contrast the situation. Here. Yeah. What? That, so the contrast. We're. I feel like if we're talking about the extinction. Yeah. Well, we're not really okay, talking about yeah. it, but whatever. We'll use it. No, we don't think of that. Mass extinction. Sorry. We don't have to go back. We got nine minutes. I'm just saying, it's like we're starting to feel the contrast, friction, right? Contrast, same kind of thing. So we're starting to feel that there is this. Um, it's something that bugs me, and it bugs me a little bit. I I want to be okay. there. I want to be there. I want to be feeling nature. I want to I want to do the right thing. I want to be able to make okay. batteries. Have a have this, uh, you know, a green energy source, a green energy source that doesn't harm the environment in return. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to have a nice life without causing other others harm. But right now, I don't mm -hmm. see an option. I don't. I, I, but I do see that there's a, something that's really messed up. Right. The option exists if we change our intention. The option's there. Nature is not a faulty program. Nature is a perfect program. The, 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 all of reality is ultimately this boundless, endless light, as Seth was just reading to us. But we cannot experience perfection. What are the qualities of, the, of that light? It's beyond time, beyond space, beyond motion. It is complete, utter, eternal perfection. What is our state of being? What is our program of perception limited within time space motion transient we have we're, we're alive and then we die that's how we what, what we believe <laughs> how we experience how we feel our, our consciousness yeah exactly we we can never create something that works perpetually that works in eternity that is actually perfect and we will never be able to create anything like that because we are created beings all we can do, and that's what we need to, to, to discover and to rise to that, to that level, is that we need to re-enter that perfect light. We need to re-enter that state where everything is already perfect, is already there. How do we do that? We put the focus on changing ourselves. And if you can create some systems in this seemingly outside world that will help you do it go ahead and do it well so hold on you just talked about you just talked about all of the science that shows how much all of our 
the way I shape my beard, what I dress, what I eat, I pick up from society. So we re it's not really that hard work if the people around me value something. If the people around me are working towards something, then I can start to feel that. Like, I didn't ever want um, chocolate ice cream. I wasn't born wanting chocolate ice cream. Then once someone gave it to me, I said, oh, that's something I want. When we start to see and feel from the people around us, this other kind of life starting to happen, then... I weigh that against the other option, my miserable, depressed life. And I say, oh, this is good. And I didn't, ha I can be, I can begin to enter onto the spiritual path and even start ascending spiritually by just being among other people who are doing it. I, it's not even that I have to carry a million pounds of, uh, of weight or kilos up, up a mountain. I don't. There's so much, and this also gets to uh, population, which is really interesting, especially if we're going to all become extinct. But uh, the reason why population is so big now in the past, is it has to do with, uh, it's called the inverse relation of uh, lights and vessels. In the past, mm -hmm. the great, great sages were way more pure souls than we are, but the light, they got the, you know, the, that earlier first lights that came in all called smaller lights we are much more grubby much more uh <laughs> corrupted down here i mean think of each of us everyone close your eyes for a second and think of mm -hmm. one really corrupt thought you had this week right we okay. all have <laughs> today easy easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> very easy for us very easy for our generation and the light that will, that has to come down to us are huge lights that come all the way down to us but the reason we have as we learn uh, all of this po of, of such a big population is because we each only need to correct a small amount if there's a if there's a hundred percent that needs to be corrected, and you have, you know, five people, a hundred people, a thousand people, so each of them has to carry a ton of weight. But if you have eight billion, and we're all doing it together, it's very simple. It's very simple. The main shift is just that we don't all want to kill each other anymore, and we all don't want to fight each other anymore. We all want to be ready for the big spiritual secret. We all want to be friends. <laughs> we want everyone on earth to be friends. Mm -hmm. That's still we not a goal. That still feels like one. a. It feels yeah. like a. It still feels like a jump in the goal, though. There, you're. There's. You're skipping oh, wait, wait. over something. Explain. Here. Explain. What are. What are we skipping? You're, you're. You're. I feel like you're touching on something important. Yeah. Here that. That. I am touching on something because I felt it immediately when he when he when he said that. I. It's not that I disagree with it. Obviously, obviously, I agree with it. But there's there's this thing of like, okay, we can all be friends, fine, that sounds good, mm -hmm. but then there's this parallel reality that doesn't agree, doesn't ha doesn't have the infrastructure to do okay, that. Okay, let me try. Let me try. Let me try again. I'm I'm it's, I'm gonna start start from uh from a million years, <laughs> but just to try to bring these two things together, the 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 paradox the 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 dissonance that exists between 
two opposite perceptions. One where we're completely connected, eternally bounded together by the upper light, feeling as one created being, a single consciousness, and one where we are completely shattered to the very tiniest little bits of pieces that can ever be, you know, it, it can't be separated more than that. Those two perceptions, those two modes of existence, they're both required because consciousness, something called the middle line by Kabbalists, is built from the tension between the two. We need to, that's the friction again. In order, what, what does the light want it? The light wanted to create a consciousness that can contain it, that can absorb it, that can uh, uh, develop the sensory vessel to experience it. it. It's like, think about it like electricity, right? There has to be plus and minus between that tension can be held. That's why human consciousness was created as the solution to this problem that the light wanted someone to feel it. And so it creates and develops human consciousness through this opposite uh, a cone, through this plus and minus that are constantly growing away from each other. That's the, at the root of what we're seeing in human evolution. Just a quick thing to try to to try to, to, to do a book ending here with the mass extinction thing, right? So so uh, I looked so it up. Rat, like, to, <laughs> extinction all real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I understand how it sounds. I, I I'll I'll assume that our our listeners are are already deep deep. Let's just talk the, about the mass extinction, get it the, over with, so I don't have to think about it. Deep again. in the all wormhole, go. they're deep in the wormhole with us. So it's a the the uh, you know in two thousand and six. Al Gore, I, I just looked it up recently in preparation for, for the show. 2006, Al Gore came out with this Inconvenient Truth uh, film, right? And no one knew before that exactly how bad things are. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't common knowledge. It was a select few. And, you know, that kind of, today everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone understands. When you hear the, this headline, uh, that you just showed us about the when you see this headline about the biodiversity or where, and where I saw uh, I saw it on on futurism.com as they had something like sixth mass extinction is coming now something like that and I'm like oh okay you know another yeah sure you know the the, the what else where do what I get my t-shirt you know, yeah. that's yeah. so what is happening what is happening two things are happening at the same time. We're discovering the shatteredness, the corruption of our, of our perception that is reflected in our indifference to everything that's happening. And then on the other hand, we also see that we're inextricably, inevitably connected to each other, to all of nature, and something has to have, at some point, the, 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 the tension is going to be too much between these two extremes. When the tension will, will reach a certain threshold, a new consciousness will have to be born on a collective global scale. That's why the mass extinction is really not an extinction. 
it's only an extinction of our current mode of perception, allowing us to rise to a completely new level of life. And um, it might get bad before it gets better. That's true. But if we remind each other where it's all going, if we begin to make each other feel, to awaken that feeling of connection between our shattered pieces of perception, then we can hasten this process. Because the program, the value, the evolutionary value of the program of, of, of that develops our consciousness is just to take us to that point where we feel where we were and we feel separated and we feel also how we're consciously connecting above the separation. If it happens with more wars or less wars or more species or less species, that's up to us. We can totally hasten this process, take it into a conscious development and avoid wars and, and mass extinctions. It's all up to us at the end of the day. That sounds better. I feel a little bit right, better. Guys. I feel like um, I can go watch a little Netflix now. I'm calmed down. I feel a little bit better. Good point. Let's get this over good with point. already. <laughs> no, we're almost there. You said it's all about reminding. We've got a bunch of people with us. Um, they're joining us. Do we have people coming to listen? They also want to feel what's going on. They also yeah. want to sense a little yes. bit more, make it more tangible. So that's happening. So maybe that's maybe we maybe we won't get to the sixth mass extinction after all. Maybe. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you for being here for being a part of this conversation and also bearing with all kinds of phenomena that are happening like uh trolls in the in our chats that those, that's also a part of those are part too. of our perception sure that's a part of our consciousness um that's also a part of us we love everyone uh we're aiming to to develop lo such a love that is for uh everyone who 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 appears to us it doesn't matter whether they're in favor or yeah. against everyone's got to get the end there. of the day we're all connected we got to the get there together day. nothing's so. gonna from nature's point of view we're one either we understand it you know the hard way or the better way i'm i'm for the better way me too till next time seth till next everyone, time we'll yeah. see you yeah we'll see you next thursday 2 p.m eastern time thanks everyone big hug to everyone let's do it Bye. Thanks, guys, in the Middle East. See you soon. Give us a song. Uh, no song? There we go. Messed up, gotta block the call. Masking out my heart from egoistic thoughts. Learning all the lessons that this pressure gave us. Wanna save myself, I gotta save my neighbors. Slowly recognizing egoistic nature. Showing us connection is the only savior We gon' come together, plow these fields of hatred All this one with someone seems to love relations You shatter these walls We settle this heart from the chains of time Then we soar Bliss. Then it 
save us Viruses, the hatred, unity, go vaccinate us True immunity from all the things that separate us Everything is only for the good, it's all to change us Yeah, so with tears and we reap in joy Ego is the evil seeking to destroy Education covering the hate with love Revelation blessings waiting from above Just to hide in a field that is blessed